Hey guys, welcome back to Talk To Me Sister podcast, season two. If you're new to the pod, we're twin sisters and a ton has happened since last season. I'm a cancer survivor. Kathy had my baby. The baby's here, happy and healthy. Yes, and we're advocates for women's health and we're going to cover a lot of topics this season. So thanks for following along. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Talk to Me Sister podcast. We are really excited to have Blair Schuler with us today on the podcast. This is really exciting because she is our sister. So it brings a whole new level of Talk to Me Sisters because we have three sisters on the podcast today. This episode is all about skincare, hormones, and aging gracefully. Blair is a medical esthetician. We always knew we needed her on the podcast because Aging is a topic of ours all the time. Um, Blair is our younger sister. She's 10 years younger than us, but we look up to her. She is an incredible person. She spent her early years at YWAM in Hawaii. Faith is important to her. That's a whole other thing she'll talk about, and she's just an incredible person. But she's our skin guru, and we love her so much. Thanks for being here, Blair. Keep us young. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I know Sarah and Kathy personally. (laughs) (laughs) And they're actually the coolest. So I'm really excited to um, be on the sister podcast. Because you are, you like literally are a sister. So that's what's fun. That's what's fun. fun. And we want your skin, which is why we're always like, um, come here, hold on. What I know. is this glow? And, and friend, yeah, friends that are friends. Actually, since Blair was like a teeny tiny baby, she had this like beautiful silk olive skin. And <laughs> even now as older adults, we're like, she literally doesn't have a wrinkle. But oh, we can't gosh. wait to dive into all the questions. Your skill and your your Instagram page and everything that you're putting out there, I'm learning so much every day. So, um Let's dive hey, into it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so I introduce de- yourself. Okay. Tell us like more. I actually, I mean, I just kind of gave the highlights, but mm-hmm. totally talk about yourself. Yeah. So I usually like off the bat introduce myself as like a more holistic esthetician. Um, I love to help people feel beautiful and confident in their skin and in the way that God detailly mm-hmm. created designed them. them. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I, I love for people to really see results in like their treatments that they're doing and their products that they're using and not necessarily have to keep up with certain kinds of injections or surgeries or what culture says is beautiful. Not that that's wrong, yeah. but just not everyone can afford that or not everyone lines up with that. So I like to just cater to everyone's needs, but, um, yeah. And holistically looking at like your lifestyle and your diet and how everything really affects your skin. So we love it. We're so excited to hear all about it. Um, yes, Blair and I talk about nutrition and diet a lot, especially with people's skin. I'm always bouncing off of Kathy. Like, what do you think about this for hormones and skin health? Mm -hmm. So, yes. So Blair and I are both going to tackle some of the topics. Um, and we have so many questions for Blair, but the first thing I wanted to touch on is both of us could talk, you know, what your recommendations are nutritionally, but, 
Um, we'll talk about anti-aging and acne because um, <laughs> it is so fun when you're in your mid-30s and have wrinkles and acne. Yeah. <laughs> so it's such a blessing. Um, so we're going to talk about that <laughs> because I struggle with that and um, I work with people who do. So um, before we talk about acne, which is more hormonally and we can kind of give you some highlights on that. Um, I did want to mention just a couple of nutrition things I recommend for anti-aging. Now, um, anti-aging, I usually say similar to Blair Blair and I say that you, you cannot anti-age. Like you literally cannot slow down aging. It's like about to happen. You can slow it down, but you can't fight it. Totally. You just want to support exactly. your aging body. Mm-hmm. And especially with nutrition, Blair's going to talk about topical things, but especially with nutrition, the biggest thing to help is to really su- support anti-inflammatory foods and nutrition. Yeah. So a lot of aging is is like you're we're exposed to so many things. We're putting so many products on ourselves. We're losing elastin. Our hormones are changing. So supporting anti-inflammation can help. So a lot of omega threes. If you're not ta- if you're aging and worried about your wrinkles and you're not taking an omega three supplement, I would talk to your doctor about that. That's one of the best things you can do if you're not eating fish, good quality fish twice a week. A lot of colorful foods, fruits and vegetables. A lot of us eat convenience foods on the go. Protein bars, coffee, you know, like even if we're choosing healthy foods, we're not getting the fruits and vegetable servings that we need. So that's my quick rant is like making sure we're getting a lot of whole foods and fruits and veggies and omegas. And that's uh, the first thing to do. We can always be specific with someone's diet, but we can't. Uh, we can't do anything else unless we start with the basics, which is like hydration and good food. Yes. And bouncing off of that um, with something that's like ingested is um, collagen as well. A lot of people want to buy products that say collagen mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, I'm glad you said And that. I just want everyone to know that it's not going to be as productive as ingesting collagen. So if you're wanting your skin to produce more collagen, I always recommend getting like a collagen supplement or collagen powder that you ingest Mm -hmm. versus applying topically. Yeah. Great. So we love that concept of aging from the inside out. Kathy and I have talked a lot over the last couple years about hormones and good food to eat and how important sleep is because it doesn't so it doesn't interrupt your hormone cycle so many things we deal with as women but Blair for you like I know for sure like you're dealing with that you know top several layers of the skin and what you can do to help people reverse aging obviously you approach skincare to more like a holistic approach I had a facial Mm -hmm. not long ago where I felt like or I smelled the like base of the products had this olive oil scent And, um, the esthetician responded and said, oh yeah, a lot of our products that we buy these days are olive oil based. And I've actually had friends, like even in college, um, put all like straight up olive oil on their face and love it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it made me think because over the years, like, like brands like beauty counter, they have a face oil and, um, you know, they've marketed that as anti-aging. Like it's very oily. All of that always made me break out. So is there an oil that you recommend? Are there different kinds of oils? Are there some that we should stay away from? What do you recommend or what are your thoughts on all of that? Okay, awesome. Um, Okay, I have a lot of different responses to the olive oil theory. Um, First of all, 
all straight up extra virgin olive oil and olive oil based products are a little different. So if you are going to a medical esthetician and they're recommending a certain product, most of the time I would trust that and olive oil based products is, is just different. Mm -hmm. Um, but before I, you know, communicate whether I agree or disagree with what someone's doing with their skin, I like to ask them, you know, are you happy with the results that you're seeing? Mm -hmm. Are you, you know, satisfied with what the olive oil is doing to your skin? How, how do you like it? Um, are you seeing results? Um, personally, I fry my eggs in olive oil (laughs) (laughs) and I know a lot of our like people in our parents' generation used to put olive oil on and like lay out in the sun and like literally cook. (laughs) Yeah, olive oil, coconut oil. A lot of people use that um, for tanning and you're quite literally like baking in the sun um actually but um yeah honestly like I think most estheticians would like really shoot down the olive oil thing but I am all about using like what the earth is naturally producing and I know that there's a lot of like vitamins and antioxidants and squalane in um olive oil extra virgin olive oil and so um understanding like what you're wanting to achieve with the olive oil and there might be other products that are actually like better and helping your skin achieve what you're wanting to achieve by putting olive oil on which is mainly just like moisture yes totally Mm -hmm. and everyone's skin is different so um you know some people olive oil will make you break out and some people might be like oh it's worked for me for 45 years but there's a difference in skin oils. Um, what we call it in the skin world is comedogenic oils. Mm-hmm. So there's comedogenic oils, which basically means they're pore clogging. And then there's non-comedogenic oils and products. So a lot of times when you purchase a skincare product, it should say on it non-comedogenic, which mm-hmm. means all the ingredients in there will not clog your pores. So some um, comedogenic oils are more like your cooking oils, basically like olive oil, coconut oil, almond oil, flax mm-hmm. oil, avocado oil, you'll kind of notice that those don't really like sink into your skin. Like your skin can't absorb it. Mm-hmm. And if you're sitting around with a you know thick layer of oil on, you're more prone to like collecting dust and dirt and bacteria. And that's all just kind of sitting on your skin. I've noticed that with coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Like that's that was. I've like got a, friends that put coconut oil on there. Doesn't work for face. me, but that's probably why. Yes, yeah. I always feel like more dirty after, like so that. oily. Yes, um, and then some non-comedogenic oils that are good for putting on your skin would be like marula oil, argon oil, hemp oil, grapeseed, rosehip, oat, like all of those oils you can put on at the end of your skincare routine at night and it will help push in Mm -hmm. like moisture Moisture. and products. So would you recommend like in a one before the podcast is over and I can do it now. I want to, I want you to tell us like your perfect, like your skincare regimen, like in steps, like people (laughs) want to know that and where in like you would put your face oil on at the end. Yes. Yes. So I'm big on like education of skincare um, because so many people, you know, I tell them about a brand or I tell them about a certain skincare line and them shopping for their own skincare 
can be a little stressful because it's like, well, you don't necessarily know what your skin needs. So you're really dry and then you're buying a salicylic acid cleanser and your skin does not need that at all. You know, you're just drying it out more and like, you know, so I think having the knowledge of like what product you're using is so crucial. I always love like when I go to the, even like the dermatologist or an esthetician, they're like, what kind of skin do you have? And I'm like, I, mm-hmm. oh, I, I, I'm me? always like, I literally have no idea. Like compared to the other people, am I oily? Am I dry? I, I say both. And they're like, yeah, what? I do say I have combo skin too, but also I don't know. I'm just yes. guessing. Like I want an esthetician. To tell me right. That. Yeah. And, and esthe- a good esthetician will like inform you. This is what I see on your skin. Like, what do you see? I like to ask you, what do you see on your skin that you want to improve? And also this is what I see, but your skin type does affect, like, genetics is a, plays a role in your skin type. I think uh, mom and dad have, like, combination skin, and I know, um, I think all of us girls have combination skin, and then, like, my dad has more olive dark skin, and I have more his skin type, so your skin color is on a Fitzpatrick scale, shows, like, a Fitzpatrick scale shows like your skin color Mm -hmm. and then your skin type is either more like sensitive or oily or combo or dry or sensitive. Like most, but the most common is combination. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what skin I have. So I don't always tell people my like step-by-step skincare routine. I'm more like, well, because I'm like, your skin might need something totally yeah. different. So you don't necessarily need to use what I'm using. So if someone comes to see you, that's mm-hmm. something that's a part of your consultation where you could talk yes. about like their skin types and give them brand mm-hmm. recommendations and all Consultations that. Consultations are free. So I always Plug. recommend doing a consultation. Um, and I, I love consultations because I really get to know like you and I get to look in depth at your skin and put you on a plan of like, yeah. this is what, is going to be most productive for you. Okay. You know, I'm not going to tell you to buy a hundred dollar moisturizer if you don't need that. Yes. Well, we love that. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about dermaplaning. Cause it's like literally my favorite thing in the entire world. Yes. Um, I'll say it here on the podcast. I do shave my face. Mm-hmm. I've done it for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I copied some of my other friends who did it actually Libby Hodges shaved my face. Like don't look at my face right now, but like, um, <laughs> first like years ago, it's great. No, and I really do, like, I have to stay on it because I have these, like, hormone yeah. action hairs. But um, that was, like, the first dermaplaning I ever used. It's, like, literally mm-hmm. not dermaplaning because it's not, like, the technique that I really should use. Mm-hmm. But I love dermaplaning. Tell us what it is, how often we should be doing it, and what it's helping. Yes, totally. So I always like to, you know, make sure that people do understand that dermaplaning is very different than shaving your face. Some people do shave their face. Um, I have a lot of friends who've recently asked about the little like at home dermaplane blades um, that you can buy from like Kroger, TJ Maxx, it's like, here's a dermaplane blade oh for my gosh. everybody. I saw somebody in the carpool mm-hmm. line behind me, oh literally while we were waiting for our kids dermaplaning her face. And <laughs> that, that would be me. I almost exactly. tried to get a video because I was like, I gotta send <laughs> that this is so funny. Vivian Blair. But anyway, keep yes. going. So um, basically, I, I do have a lot of people that I know that shave their face. And like, if that's working for you, that's awesome. Like, a lot. I know most people that do that do have those hormonal, like darker hairs that grow in and that shaving 
gets those off easier. And maybe like a layer of exfoliation that's a little bit more, but not like deep stuff. You think? Yes. So dermaplaning is using like a medical grade, like sharp, sharp blade. It is way sharper than a normal razor or blade that they'll sell you at like the store down the road. So that's why people go get a dermaplane done is because of this medical blade is actually taking off your top layer of um, skin. So it's getting off your dead skin and then it's getting your vellus hair off. So it's not necessarily going to do that much for those like thicker, darker hormonal hairs that are growing in. Um, It's more for like that peach fuzz, like baby hair, vellus hair. But with dermaplane, your vellus hair grows back less and less and less versus getting darker. I know a lot of people who have just started shaving their face and thinking that they're dermaplaning. Mm-hmm. And now they actually have thick black hair growing in on places in their face that they never had before. And it's like, well, you you started shaving your face versus if you started out with a dermaplane, you would have way less hair now on your face. But It's kind of just depends because with hormonal hair, you either do have to shave it or wax it. Um, But for like peach fuzz, yeah, or laser, but for peach fuzz, like definitely, and and great exfoliation, definitely a dermaplane, um, 100%. Why is dermaplaning anti-aging? Because I was reading, I mean, when when the dermaplaning thing first like started, this like big craze, um, that was like the main anti-aging tool before you know so like why do you why is it an anti-aging interesting information (laughs) yeah that's interesting Uh, to be honest like dermaplane is not anti-aging like it's just a good exfoliation it's taking off your dead skin and it's taking off that vellus hair peach fuzz but it's really not affecting your skin at all um deeper than like the top layer so dermaplane is that's really all that dermaplane does it's incredible and I love leaving a facial and being like whoa my face is so soft and smooth like there's immediate results and there's great exfoliation and like and your peach fuzz grows back less and less but um yeah dermaplane is not something that helps with like anti-aging or post acne marks that has been a myth that Mm -hmm. a lot of people ask about And I'm just honest and I'm like, if you're looking for less fine lines and wrinkles or your post-acne marks to go away, Dermaplane is not going to treat those. Right. That makes sense to me because it's just super topical. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like to say two things about hormonal facial hair. Yes. In a second, I'll just kind of do a review of what your hormones do and kind of the skin changes you have through your cycle. But... There's generally two reasons why people have a lot of facial hair. Now, like having like one or two like little whiskers is probably pretty normal, I'm guessing. Um, But there's generally two reasons why people have a significant, women, sorry, there's have significant facial hair. Number one is genetics. Like if you have family who have really thick hair, really dark hair, that could be a contributing factor. But Two, and one of the biggest reasons that most people have a lot of facial hair is tes- their testosterone is higher than it should be, or mm-hmm. it's not in balance with the other hormones that they have. So yes. high testosterone, and I will talk about why we have high testosterone in a second, why we may struggle with that. But those are the two reasons. And um, people ask me about that pretty often. Mm-hmm. 
And you can lower your testosterone with light diet and lifestyle and, you know, generally not topical things, but inside out. Yes. Yes. And don't take spironolactone or things like don't that. Don't take that. He- or birth yourself. control. Yes. Yeah. No. Okay. Let's go back to the anti-aging thing with dermaplaning though. So yes. can you tell our listeners... Like, cause they're probably thinking like, okay, I'm getting dermaplaning just for exfoliation. Mm-hmm. So what are some things they can do to help with anti-aging? Like when they go to an esthetician and book a service, cause I've been thinking this whole time, my dermaplaning is helping with my anti-aging long-term. What can you do and what services can you do to help with that? Yes. So some of my favorite services um, that I recommend for um, fine lines and wrinkles and just like plumping, healing your skin, plumping your skin would be, um, microneedling, um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, diamond glow, which is basically the same thing as a hydrofacial. It's like getting off your top layer of dead skin. It's, um, vacuuming out your pores and then it's infusing serum into your pores all Mm -hmm. at the same time. It's incredible. And there's really like immediate results and long-term results with doing something like that because the Diamond Glow uses Skin Medica serums that infuse into your skin versus the hydrofacials just like water and hyaluronic acid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that. so that and then um, chemical peels. I do a chemical peel mm-hmm. like once or twice a year in like fall and winter is the chemical peel season. Um, that helps get like seven layers deep down in Mm. in your skin through like helping uh, sun damage and hyperpigmentation that hasn't come up yet. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, acne that hasn't come up yet. It's helping like exfoliate and treat like all your layers, Mm -hmm. you know. Yes. Like five or seven layers deep. So. um, I need to try that. Yeah. So that and honestly, if you go to a really like, a med spa and like a legit esthetician even just doing a custom facial like I I'm cautious about that but for me like I actually enjoy starting people out with a custom facial because I'm not just rubbing some oils on your face like Mm -hmm. I'm doing everything I possibly can to your skin in that hour and so it helps me really get to know your skin and treat what you want to treat so good. Yes. I love that. That's why I think getting regular facials, mm-hmm. I've always heard, is the best thing you can do for anti-aging. And so, obviously, you have to take some self-care time out to book those regular facials. But how often do you recommend um, getting a regular facial to see results? Yeah. So, I, I, re- I always let people know that getting a facial is so different than, you know, your at-home care products because estheticians are using like back bar products that is not necessarily sold to the public mm-hmm. that like you medical can't, grade situation right you They're can't purchase you. the products yeah. that I'm using on you in a facial like a lot of times at the store or online at, at um you know on retail so mm-hmm. you're getting something done in the treatment room that you can't do at home and that's why getting a facial is important and like worth it mm-hmm. um but And it always depends on what you're trying to treat, like, and what treatments you're doing. Sometimes I'm like, you need to be back here in two weeks and we're doing this same thing again. Mm -hmm. Um, Or other times I'm like, okay, see you in eight weeks. Like, 
if you're wanting to just do like maintenance, um, I would say doing a facial like every six to eight weeks is like awesome. Um, if you can keep up with that. Um, but I would do like maintenance facials after I really treated what I wanted to treat and got you on the right at home care products. Mm -hmm. Good. That's good. Love it. We are excited to have Seeking Health back as a sponsor for season two of the Talk To Me Sister podcast. If you want quality vitamins, you can use our code SISTERS2 for 10% off your next order. This exclusive coupon gets you 10% off your next order. That's SISTERS2. Visit SeekingHealth.com. Um, can we jump to acne? Yes. So I am, I'm going to review some hormones, but I would love before we get on like the inside, let's, can you talk about topically specifically like chin acne, which Mm -hmm. is a lot of hormones, what you recommend for those of us who struggle with that? Yes. I actually, I laugh because people are like, oh my gosh, your skin, but just putting this out there, my skin is so not perfect. And we are all human at the end of the day, so we can't fight mm-hmm. hormonal breakouts. We can't, um, yeah. I, every time my period's coming, I definitely get, like, a cyst on my chin. or yeah, like Everybody does. Yes, yeah. and especially when I'm eating, like, sugar and dairy and eating really bad, like, you can tell on my face mm-hmm. 100%. So, um, yeah, we're all human, but topically. Topically. Like, topically for the um, skin. Okay, my favorite products for... Um, acne, and then one that's helping acne and anti-aging. Ooh. Mm. Mm, okay. Us. So, um, w- number one, niacinamide. It's been incredibly hard to find niacinamide on retail. Um, there is this brand called The Inky List, which I don't recommend people to buy everything in your whole skincare product. There's certain products that I don't like and there's certain products that I do like from every skincare line, Mm -hmm. but their niacinamide is legitimately $6 and it's in a little bottle. And I apply that to my T-zone every night. Mm -hmm. Um, Where do you get it? From the inky list. You can look that up. Oh, like you get it online. Yes. Online, like Google the inky list and you can look at their niacinamide. Gotcha. So it's not prescription from a Right. It's not prescription. Got it. So, um, niacinamide helps with like redness, um, keeping your pores, like bacteria cleaned out of your pores, Mm -hmm. helps with inflammation. Um, I've, I feel like niacinamide has helped my pores like feel tighter and redness and inflammation like go down on my pimple. Like when I know that a pimple is coming up, I'll put niacinamide on and Sometimes it doesn't even come up. So um, with people who have rosacea or acne, you can apply niacinamide on your whole face. I just do it on my T-zone since I'm combo skin. Mm, Gotcha. Um, Also, azelaic acid helps kill that bacteria on your skin. Um, It's incredible. You can either buy that as a product or get it from, like, a dermatologist um, but that helps with like red killing the bacteria that causes rosacea and acne. Mm-hmm. Um, I do that. I do azelaic acid, like just where I break out on my chin, um, around my like hormonal time of the month. And it literally, like, sometimes I don't get my hor- normal hormonal breakouts that I usually do. 
can I say that a lot of women going through perimenopause or menopause have rosacea because of hormonal changes? Mm, yeah. yeah. Azelaic acid. That really helps both of those. Also, um, I would definitely incorporate a AHA, BHA. A BHA, all exfoliants are either an AHA or a BHA. AHAs are like lactic acid, malic acid, um, glycolic acid. Basically, all of the acids are kind of eating away at like the dead skin um, just on your surface. Um, BHAs are more getting down into your pore and cleaning out that bacteria that causes congestion, breakouts, blackheads. Mm. So incorporating some kind of a BHA into your skincare routine is a great exfoliant, especially for combo skin. My favorite product is Skin Medica has a exfoliant, gentle exfoliant cleanser that's an AHA, BHA cleanser. So it's doing both. Um, mm. and I, it's one of my all time favorite products. Like you're getting that great gentle exfoliation. And I always recommend going kind of like every other night with a gentle cleanser and it is incredible. Amazing. Um, and the other thing, the other, um, product that I would say for your number one product for aging and what a lot of people use for acne as well is retinol. Um, my number one thing that I have to say about retinol is to not go to a dermatologist to get it because they will give you a prescription grade retinol and don't tell you when to use it, how to use it, what to do with it. So people have a horrible experience with retinol and end up burning their face off like Sarah. Yeah. Well, they, uh, they told me when to use it. Uh, yeah, they told me when to use it. It was just like a lot. I think, I think what, like what you were saying, um, it was like morning and night. And I think like what you were saying and I, maybe I didn't get past like the burning flaky part, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe it was like worse before it got better, but it was like, it was awful. It was like, flaky. yeah, yeah. I think it was too strong for my skin. Yeah, totally. And honestly, all retinol is from the dermatologist is, is too strong in my opinion, unless you're like 65 and you want like basically to chemically peel your own face off. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but if you buy yeah. a retinol that's still, that's medical grade, not from the dermatologist, you can still buy medical grade products from a medical spa. Um, when you get your facial, like, when with an esthetician, always get an esthetician to help you with your products before you go to the dermatologist because an, a smart esthetician will know, okay, you're, we're dealing with something here that you probably need to go to the dermatologist for. Some mm-hmm. people ask me about certain skin rashes and moles, and I'm like, this is where there's a difference between the dermatologist mm-hmm. and an esthetician. Yeah. But topically. <laughs> they're um, like, Blair, check out this mold. They're like, in my <laughs> armpit. You're like, uh. Yeah. I'm like, uh. <laughs> Do you recommend a there's good a dermatologist? Do you send people anywhere? Do you recommend a good there's dermatologist? There's not like a specific dermatologist. Like a lot of people have their like dermatologist that they go to yeah. or they know one. So I don't always like have a specific one that I recommend. But um. I very, very rarely see something where I'm like, you need to go to the dermatologist for this. Most of the time with all my clients who are starting at 25 to 30, I'm like, okay, you're 25 or you're 30 years old. You should start incorporating a retinol into your routine. Here's a low percentage retinol, 0.25 to start out with. When this runs out, we'll move you to 0.5. When this runs out, we'll move you to 
1.0, but mm-hmm. 1.0 is probably the most percentage I would do. Mm-hmm. And number one thing, two major things about retinol. One, it cannot go out in the sun. So you have to wash it off in the morning or you're doing way more damage to your skin a good point. than you realize, you know. So washing off your nighttime products, anything that says like anti-aging on it probably has some kind of a retinoid in it, which is just vitamin A. Mm-hmm. And retinoids is a vitamin A. And so washing that off in the morning is absolutely crucial. And then um, only needing to use it maybe twice a week, starting out with retinol. Like I say, hey, start out with this on Versus Monday, twice a Thursday, day. 100%. <laughs> no wonder your skin was Yeah. Out. I would also like to say that retinols are not recommended when you're pregnant. 100%. So, so no retinols and no salicylic acid above yeah. 2% when you're pregnant. Okay. And also, if anyone needs a good dormitologist in Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, Kelly from Skin Solutions of Franklin is great. Speaking of sun... Everybody needs to be doing their mole checks. So I have to <laughs> yes. check your mole. Skin cancer is real. Yeah, is real. Totally. Wear your SPF, guys. Yeah. Oh, the SPF you gave me, Blair. The t- uh, Yeah. So yeah. good. You need to tell it's, the listeners. I will, like, literally put a link to that, too, and all these products that I'm talking about yeah. because that's my favorite. We're going to talk about sunscreen. sunscreen in a second. Yeah, but let's that- talk about sunscreen in a second. Um, but in finishing on the retinol thing... you have to wash it off and start with doing twice a week and you have to build your skin's tolerance up to retinol. So use it twice a week for maybe even a full bottle or a few months. And then as your skin builds your tolerance to the retinol, you can move up to to three times a week. But three times a week is absolutely the most that I would ever use a retinol. So you could do like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, once your skin's really built up that tolerance. But start with once a week, maybe twice a week. Good advice. Yes. Do y'all want to talk about hormones? Kathy really does. (laughs) So, yes. (laughs) I mean, people are interested. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's going to do a quick overview here. I jotted some notes. Okay. Also, we got to touch on SPF. We just got it. Do y'all want to do that first? Whatever you want. You say whatever you want to say about... Or like, like, like cystic acts. Okay. No, no, no. Um, mm. Supplements are going to be very individualized. So people will ask me about supplements for their face. I take supplements for my face right before I have my cycle because I know my cycle and what I need. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be very individualized, like the yes. supplemental needs. But everything is individualized with skin. For sure. Mainly there's three hormones that are involved in our cycle, three major hormones. We've got lots of them. And I like to remind people that like literally the name hormone is a chemical messenger. So if there's something off, it's sending you a message. Mm. So people often take like a prescribed birth control or hormone replacement therapies and things like that for skin issues that they have. But generally that's just masking a message that your body's trying to send. You want to get to the bottom of it. Mm. Um, So that's my... Um, that's my little note on that. There's three hormones that are related to our cycle and our skin, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. Those are the three that tend to make a big difference. Um, and just a review, I don't think a lot of people understand like their 30 day cycle. Um, normal cycles can be like 25 to 35 days also. So everybody's a little bit different. The first half of your cycle is called your follicular phase. This is when like your ovaries are 
getting ready to like, you know, produce a follicle to release an egg. That's why it's called the follicular phase. During that time, that's the time mm-hmm. between your period and ovulation. During that time, your body's getting ready to ovulate. So your skin looks fierce, you guys. Your skin looks good during that time. So nice phase. that's your good phase. Your estrogen's going up. You get a little boost of testosterone that makes you frisky during that mm-hmm. time. Like that's our body's doing what it was made to do. And our skin generally looks good. The second half of your cycle is like from ovulation to when your period starts. And during that time, unless you're pregnant, your hormones start to like slowly drop towards the end. And that's what causes your period to start. And you get a drop specifically in your estrogen, which can cause those like hormonal breakouts, can cause migraines. It can cause, you know, a lot of those like PMS symptoms is like a drop of estrogen. Um, so that's something that to be aware of too, like you, if you're having big drops in your estrogen and you're having really bad PMS or really bad acne, like you there, that's not quote normal. You know, if you're having a, like a, a one cystic pimple things here and there, it's great, but you yeah. can kind of lessen those drops. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, though that's just an overview of your cycle. Cause I think it's really important to know what your hormones are doing during your mm-hmm. cycle. Definitely. Um, there's generally three reasons for acne. Um, number one, your testosterone is high. Number two, inflammation. Number three, nutritional deficiencies. So number one about testosterone, all of us have, women have testosterone too. It's just in lesser than men. When our testosterone is high, that's why we can have chin, like hormonal acne because testosterone is involved in oil production. So your oily face, like oil, face or just like more sweat, more sebum, like all of that is generally testosterone um, or a testosterone byproduct driven. Testosterone can be high if you have high insulin, which is why high tests, like people can um, be diagnosed with PCOS. These things are all related. So testosterone follows blood sugar. So if you, oh yes. So what can people naturally do to yes, balance out those hormones? So a couple things, especially to lower testosterone, you've got to balance your blood sugar. That's number one. So mm-hmm. what happens when you get a blood sugar spike, you get an insulin spike, and then s- subsequently you get a testosterone spike. And that can cause facial hair, that can cause cysts on your ovaries, that can cause a lot of issues. Wow. So. The number one thing you can do is balance your blood sugar. People have different blood sugar, um, I don't know, kind of a sensitivities. And so the biggest thing is to make sure you're getting enough protein, enough fat, and little sugar and carbs. Not little, less, maybe less than what you're doing. It's so important yes. to incorporate carbohydrates. But the biggest thing you can do for your testosterone is to manage your blood sugar. That's a very fast answer, but that's yes. the fast answer. That's mm-hmm. so helpful. And overall, adding on to that overall diet with acne, like knowing what your skin's telling you, like what you're saying with your hormones, but also like, you know, if you're breaking out on your cheeks, that's more related to your gut health. So like if you cut out dairy completely or at least try to lessen it um, and like added sugars, your cheek acne will go down dramatically. Um, But every place on your face is speaking a different thing to you. It is. Yeah. That's why like my number two was inflammation. And a lot of the inflammation is gut health related. So healing your gut and then nutrition deficiencies are also in, you know, in that category. Most people have nutrition deficiencies because 
a pregnancy or menopause or more likely stress. And stress can be causing nutrition deficiencies. Um, and stress can be not just like work stress, but it can be over-exercising, under-eating, not sleeping. It can be many reasons. Yes. So important to heal or balance from the inside out. I think that will obviously help your skin during um, certain cycles. If you have more questions on what Kathy's talking about of hormone wise, we have several episodes on hormones and hormone health with Holly Dunn. So mm -hmm. check that out. Um, Blair, thinking about acne, um, topical stuff, like you, you've always given some recommendations of little things that people can do day to day, mm -hmm. not touch their face clean their phone? Is there anything we need to cover that's not, that's like little choices they can make throughout their day? Yes. I love that. Yeah. Not touching your um, phone to your face when you're talking on the phone. Huge. Our phones are so dirty. Um, changing your pillowcase is like, mm. I tell after I do Anna see anyone. by this, our yeah. oldest sister. Oh, 100%. Oh, I'm the same. I'm psycho about it. Yeah, Wait, can I tell this story? Like, literally, our oldest, our older sister is not here, but she has, like, she's had flawless skin, like, forever. Just, mm -hmm. like, where and like, never has a hormonal breakout. And I was, like, literally, what is your secret? And she told me she washes her pillowcase, like, once a week or something like that. Yeah, no, every yes. day. It's and is it every day? It's every me day. And yeah, and Anna. I was literally shook by this. And now... Yeah. I do, like if I'm not even washing my actual sheets, I'm, I'm like literally changing my pillowcase. Like 100%. She told me she changed her pillowcase every day and washes her makeup brushes once a week. And so I feel yes. like that's a yeah. good And goal. I was like, that's this feels like a lot, but we'll try to. No, try but to be she's, like she's, it's working. And that's the other thing that I was actually going to say is washing your makeup brushes. I mean, so many people don't wash their makeup brushes mm -hmm. or they have those little like beauty blenders uh -huh. and they've had the same one for like a like year gross yeah like get a new sponge wash your brushes with like dish soap even, yes and like your or your face wash like that's gonna be huge to especially after facial to not get all that dead skin back on your face and then like me and Anna totally relate like laughed about the pillowcase thing because we talked about how we're we're total psycho about it like we flip our pillowcase over in like oh, every direction yeah. and like flip it backwards like literally every night I sleep on like a different part of my pillow like in the middle of the night you like change it is that what no you're but like just oh. before I go to bed I'm like oh I slept on this side last night I'm gonna flip my pillow over. oh that's funny yeah because like, like your hair's oily and then you lay your face I literally there. think she's like changing it though like yeah you need to night. definitely change your or, like flipping she says what she told me she says she flips it inside out Yes. And um, then she, and then after she's done two nights, she washes it. I'm like, wow, that's Yeah. Dedication. So you can sleep on like each side of it, yeah. flip it inside out, sleep, sleep on each side of it. And then yeah. Wash. Okay. So tell us about silk pillowcases because that's a myth. It's like a myth or myth buster, just like mm -hmm. dermaplaning or whatever you had said before. Is, is that, is that an anti-aging that's out there? Where here to bust the myths. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> here to be the myth buster. Do it. No, Plus but it. actually silk pillowcases do, like, they can help, like, fine lines and wrinkles. Okay, they can that's what help, I wanted, like, yeah. well, they just really help you retain your moisture. Mm -hmm. So unlike the other, like, fabrics um, that you can sleep yeah. on, they're not so harsh, I guess. 
and they're not, they're like not retaining moisture. So your natural oils that your skin is making and your hair is making, mm-hmm. the silk isn't soaking that in as much. So your natural oils or like your skincare products are staying on your face through the night versus just soaking into your pillowcase. Also, you feel freaking fancy with yeah. those oh, silk pillowcases. Yeah, I love it. 100%. Just wash your silk pillowcase extra good. Okay, good, good, mm-hmm. good. Okay, we are running out of time because we like have so many things. But let's go back to sunscreen. Oh, yeah. We yes. want to know Give the best sunscreen. Like, quick rundown on I also okay. want to know, like, do we need to put on sunscreen on a cloudy day? Because, like, yes. is that, mm-hmm. like, I recently, like, you know how one day, in one day sunscreen's good, one day it's bad, one day it has chemicals, one day it doesn't. Yes. One day you need it every day, even if it's raining. Like, I can't mm-hmm. keep up, Blair. Can't. I- <laughs> <laughs> we need it. Which ones do you recommend? But, like, yes. also okay. often, yes. 100%. Yeah. I always, like, laugh oh. and give dramatic instances. I'm like, I don't care if there's, like, a hurricane outside or you're working at home in COVID and you're not going to leave your house today. Like you need Wear it sunscreen. <laughs> okay. 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 Y'all can I tell y'all I showed up to a family gathering one time and Blair was like, you haven't been wearing your sunscreen. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, was like, did you know I, really, I don't remember that. Yeah. I was like, what's amazing. my skin telling you? How so did she know wear? that you did? I looked, oh, I can look I and blinky. know that somebody's not. I'm definitely not. Cause I got fried today. Cause I was outside with the guy cutting the oh, trees gosh. and I was like, she didn't wear. I literally SPF thought eyes. about it literally. Cause you were coming for the skincare. <laughs> episode. Well, I do have sun. is like Botox hasn't set in yet. Since this is like, our anti-aging podcast like right. the number one product for anti-aging is, is going to sunscreen. be your sign okay yeah. gotcha gotcha um i'm not talking about spray on chemicals from walgreens Walmart. yeah gotcha, okay. <laughs> uh, like this what is it called like sports, sports. yeah like sports. our copper um, tone yes. like, like there is real them. um spfs that you can purchase um from an esthetician okay or there's some other brands too that I can drop the link on, but um, like, what'd you oh, get me? That I gave amazing. you Skin Medica. So Skin Medica, I'm, most estheticians are biased about whatever they sell or whatever. I'm really not. I like to know what actually works. Mm-hmm. So there's other brands that I love too, but um, Skin Medica actually scientifically has the most like PA rating on the thing and on the sunscreen and each sunscreen that you purchase should have a literal stamp on the box it's a sun cancer stamp of approval and it says skin cancer foundation and it's a big stamp so look for that on your box when you purchase your skin okay skin medica you've mentioned it several times it's an amazing brand i love the tinted sunscreen um yes can you buy that? Like, can they buy that just through, do y'all have an exclusive partnership with them or can they buy it online? Yes, we do have. Uh, well, no, we, you can buy it online too. Okay. You can actually set up a whole, like, you know, Bad. have alley points and oh, like you can points. get money off of your skin you know medica. Like, yeah. So also sunscreen question, like for your face specifically, zinc or no zinc? So zinc is in every sunscreen i'm pretty sure so Mm -hmm. basically there's two different kinds of sunscreen there's chemical sunscreen um and there's uh mineral sunscreen side note on the chemical people oh some people just freak out about the word chemical and like in chemistry like it takes 
everything has chemicals in it. You cannot buy, I don't care if you're getting yeah. your products from yeah. Whole Foods. We don't live in Europe. Right. We wish we did. <laughs> yeah, but even like zinc oxide is. It's a chemical. chemical. It's yeah. a chemical yeah, combination. Yeah, I mean, just like harmful chemicals that are. Right, right. She there's the FDA. harmful chemicals. Yeah, there's harmful that was chemicals too. But you, there's no such thing as getting a chemical free product ever. So, anyways, your products, the chemical sunscreens are. Basically, they're protecting you against UVA and UVB rays. However, it's kind of just manipulating the sun. Like your skin is still soaking in Mm -hmm. the UVA and UVB rays, but it's manipulating the rays to not cause like damage to your skin versus mineral sunscreen is the sun is literally, the light is bouncing off of your skin. It's not your your sun your skin is not absorbing and manipulating the rays at all it's just bouncing off of your skin so i'm a huge fan of mineral sunscreen cuz i feel like it actually protects like if i put my mineral sunscreen on and i'm out in the sun all day when i wash my face like i did not get a lick of sun my family hates mineral sunscreen really yes because it doesn't blend in alex is like you bought the like the yeah. natural stuff again and we're like oh, we're like hilarious. trying to rub it in for say, like 30 minutes oh, and everybody's gosh. just like white or like the mineral oh, okay. like, no. where it says with zinc like the ones that are mm. like the cake. oh yeah okay the ones that say with zinc are the ones That's that are my, white and like yes. don't rub in yes, i use mineral question. sunscreen from skin medica and it rubs in like a okay, freaking okay. so that that's when yeah. we, they had those, he's like, like don't buy this crap yeah so like <laughs> last summer when they had that big like kids sunscreen thing recall. and like yeah. re, the huge recall everybody mm-hmm. was saying make sure you buy sunscreen with zinc so that's why that was my question. okay yeah no like, and i i don't doubt that there's been products from sunscreens or whatever from your over-the-counter like drugstore that they're gonna recall like if you buy something from an esthetician like it's gonna be legit it's gonna have a skin Mm -hmm. cancer stamp of approval it's going to actually protect you from all the ultraviolet light uvb rays uva uva rays are the aging rays Mm -hmm. uvb rays are the burning rays um and a lot of times what people don't know is hyperpigmentation, melasma, all of that, like sun damage is usually caused from heat, which is the UVB ray. It's not necessarily that you're, that's the sun. It could even be standing over an oven, cooking over the stove, like any kind of Crazy. heat that you're getting is going to bring out your hyperpigmentation. Crazy. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Wow. This has been very informative. Yes. And we thank can't, you, thank you, Blair. And we can't yeah. wait to link all the products that you recommend because people are going to y'all wanna, go see Blair. Yes, y'all go <laughs> see Blair at One Ten Beauty. Yes. If you live in Nashville, it's off Eighth Avenue, and mm-hmm. it's there. The cutest girls. Blair is a wealth of knowledge, and everyone wants to look, have skin like Blair. But Honestly. we will we will link all the products here. Um, Blair. And, Tell people where they can find yes. you on Instagram. Yeah, you can find me. My skincare Instagram is at Blair's Skincare. Two S's in there. One S at the end of Blair. Blair's Skincare. Um, you can also, like, message me on Instagram. Um, I do free skincare consultations. So I'd love to see you. And or call 110 Beauty. Yes. Schedule an appointment with her. She's really busy, so you got to get on the sketch. Get on the books. Girls. Alex just said he's going to go to her too. So men, mm-hmm. the I one person of men who are listening to our podcast. Are men will. welcome. Oh yeah. 100%. Richard needs to go. He has way too much facial hair. Like I don't even think he mm-hmm. can like see. I have done a few different <laughs> facials on men. So. And oh, you should check out 
well, John Ryder scratched his face, but it's like looks like it's turning into a whole nother thing, and oh he doesn't gosh. wear sunscreen. Okay. It's like pains my heart. Mm. Oh, so yeah. check it out before you leave. I know oh, you're yeah. not my, doing my husband like hates me because every morning and night I'm like running yeah. and like, rubbing stuff on his face, <laughs> and I'm like I will literally drive by his work and like apply sunscreen to him. Like, Hilarious! <laughs> I love that. I need he to come see it, you though but... and get dermaplane because like there's no better feeling of leaving yes with a dermaplane face. One hundred percent. So I need to do that. Also, we, oh, one last thing oh, yeah. is LED light therapy. Oh. We didn't touch on that, but that is huge for anti-aging and acne as well. And oh. that's a treatment that you can, or that's just a light therapy, and you can add that on to any facial service. You um, gave that to me, I think, when I got my pregnancy, like when I was pregnant with John Ryder, and you came to my baby getaway. You know what that, is it like yes, a light you yes. rub on your face, right? Right. It's, oh, well, that's high frequency, nice. oh, that's and high LED frequency. light therapy is basically the same thing. Okay. Um, so that's awesome for literally everything. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. We did it. Thank you, Blair. We've been wanting to do an anti-aging episode for a long Mm -hmm. time. We all want so fun and we all want youthful skin. Um, and so this was so fun and we love you so much. Love love you, you, Blair. You're wonderful. Thank you. We are really excited to tell you guys about our new sponsor, Gut Garden. You can find all their information at mygutgarden.com, and you can get any of their supplements 15% off with the code SISTER15. That's S-I-S-T-E-R-15 for 15% off your order. They have a good gut program that helps you completely reset your gut in 30 days with five supplements included, or you can buy supplements separately. That includes activated charcoal, prebiotics, probiotics, enzymes, collagen, everything you need to support your health from the inside out. So check out Gut Garden and use the code SISTER15 for 15% off your next order. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Also make sure to check out our Amazon store. Thank you.